This is Self Care You with Scott, and today we sit down with young entrepreneur and childhood trauma ambassador Mariah Cannon. The numbers are staggering. One in three Canadians will experience abuse before the age of 15. One in five children live in poverty, and suicide is now the leading cause of death for children 10 to 14 years of age. You can have diplomas and degrees from a thousand colleges and universities, but everyone knows that experience is the best form of education, something our guest Mariah knows too well. During her childhood, Mariah suffered years of abuse, preventing her from having a social life. Her first 18 years of life, she was trapped in this vicious cycle of going to school and getting bullied to return home to what is supposed to be her safe spot and receive more abuse. By the age of 18, Mariah was kicked out of her house and left homeless. But in true self-care you style, we're after the positive. So today we have a conversation about overcoming adversity, supporting our youth experiencing trauma. This is Self-Care You, and we're about to level up with mental health ambassador and founder of Mantras by Mariah, Mariah Cannon. What's good, everybody? Thanks for sticking around for another episode of the Self-Care You podcast. You know, today we have a strong conversation about childhood neglect and abuse, overcoming adversity and grinding through the tough times in life with friend of the Self-Care You community, Mariah Cannon. Be sure to check out at Mariah underscore Cannon underscore trauma coach on Instagram or email ownyourtrauma at gmail.com to have a conversation about overcoming the trauma you've experienced in your life with Mariah. I wanted to take this quick second to thank all the listeners. You know, it's pretty amazing to think that Self Care You is now an international podcast and our largest listenership come from the United States. You know, we have states like Texas, New York, California, Washington, all loving the podcast. We thank you for all the support and I promise I'm going to get to everybody's messages that we've either got through selfcareyou.net, whether it's selfcareyoupodcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram at selfcareyou underscore level up. Thanks for all the support. We appreciate it. Let's get right into the show. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. It's Into Thrive. The Self Care You podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Into Thrive. The team at Into Thrive believe that obtaining a healthy lifestyle is not as hard as it seems. Into Thrive is built on the four pillars of success motion, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. But maybe the most valuable part of the program is that they have non judgmental accountability. I speak from experience. I took the metabolic reset and lost over 30 pounds, but it wasn't by starving myself and eating food that doesn't taste good. It's a well thought out nutritional plan that doesn't hit your bank account. It's strong motivation from a mindset expert and it's accountability. If you're pushing to lose that COVID weight or just want to be healthy, Into Thrive is the right place. Be sure to check them out at www.intothrive.com to start the conversation today. So today on the show, we have the opportunity to sit down with Mariah Cannon. Mariah, how are you doing today? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. You know, it's uh, crazy with COVID and, you know, all this stuff that's going on in the world. You know, I'm just glad to be able to, to have a podcast. I appreciate you being on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So, Mariah, we met through Mantras by Mariah, which is one of your endeavors, your entrepreneurship. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came about. 
So Mantras by Mariah is my brand of positive affirmation prints. People can basically hang these affirmations on their wall to read every day. Basically, when you're surrounded by positivity, you become more positive yourself and more optimistic and confident about the future and your capabilities. Mantras by Mariah was a brand that I started in January of this year, actually, um, after trying to take my own life in December of 2021. This moment in my life was a wake-up call for me, and I realized I needed to take action. So in self-reflecting, I realized that I had become irresponsible with journaling, um, knowing that that was my coping mechanism, my outlet, and it was helping me to heal along the way. So I figured with creating this company, it would help me to take accountability. I'd be able to show up for myself with no room to fall off the wagon because I was expected to show up for other people as well. And this really helped me to evolve. And along with that, I love seeing others evolve and take those steps towards healing and hearing about their growth and how these products has, have helped them along the way. And that helps me to grow even more helping out other people. Again, I started off as digital prints, simply emailing the digital prints to give people the opportunity to make it their own creation, whether they wanted to do a canvas print or get it framed at their local art store. And then they'd essentially have copies that they can save and use it however many times they wanted. But since then, I've upgraded to sending the prints to a third party to have them printed on Kodak professional photo paper. And they are made exclusively out of New York City. Well, that's pretty awesome. You know, one thing I caught actually in the, the entire thing is, you know, you mentioned through some healing and this journey that you're going on you know, you were able to help other individuals and also learn from that. And we come to find out that, you know, especially with our work in self-care, you, we lead individuals, we, we help people to that positive moment or, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to get to. But at the same time, we have life, life lessons that we're learning as well. And I imagine that you, you had some through that little journey of yours, you know, you did share with me that when you grew up, you had a vicious cycle of abuse, you know, whether it was at home and school and, um, it's a tough life, obviously, as a little one to to grow up in that world. And I'm wondering about some of those key lessons that maybe uh, you took away from that, you know, negative situation, but were able to turn them positively. Yes. So basically, throughout my childhood, I was bullied at school. Um, thankfully, I was never hit, but I was made fun of a lot for my looks and just kind of being, you know, socially awkward. I was either really quiet and lonely or I was super loud for the attention and I dealt with this all day just to go home to a more severe emotional abuse. Um, I won't name names for certain reasons, but I was raised around pretty heavy narcissism and manipulation. And I kept that abuse a secret from the rest of the household for 18 years in order to keep everyone else happy. I figured speaking up would mean that we had to all suffer. So I suffered in silence to basically avoid bringing everyone down with me. And because I was holding all of that in, because I had no outlet and no one to speak to, it, read, it led to some really bad self-harm. Um, I had a cutting problem all throughout high school. I was averaging with about 10 panic attacks a week at minimum, I would say. I was having suicidal ideations. I basically, I wanted to die, but I did not want to want to die. Aside from that, I was very rarely allowed to leave the house. You know, I was a well-behaved, responsible kid who always did well in school and did not cause trouble no matter what, but that apparently did not matter. And my whole life was school, homework, TV, sleep, and repeat. Um, 
a few times I could have a friend over, I'd be given a verbal list of all the things I said and did wrong. And I was then sent to school to apologize for those things. And my friends had no idea what I was talking about because I didn't even do anything wrong. Right. But over time, uh, my friendships would weekend because would weekend because I was never allowed to do anything um, because there were always problems, you know, created with this person. And it led me to even, you know, eat lunch alone on a lot of days. And with me kind of going through the abuse at home and getting punished for unnecessary things or things that didn't actually happen for months at a time, there were times where I wasn't even allowed to bring lunch to school. You know, that was my punishment that I, I could not eat. <laughs> so, and it would be for like the simplest things like saying, yeah, instead of yes, for example, you know? So I dealt with that. Um, things were even so bad to the point where if I exceeded my, you know, seven minute shower window, my shower quote unquote privileges would be taken away from me for the rest of the week. So there was just my a lot goodness. of things that I was dealing with behind closed doors that people didn't really know about. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't really understand that this happens to a lot of children. There are a lot of uh, youth that go through, you know, some sort of physical or verbal abuse, some sort of manipulation. You know, narcissism is uh, is really a person who can take over command of a whole space and really control it and make everyone else, you know, pretty much their pet, if you will. And it, whatever, you know, that individual says is what goes, uh, you know, it's really difficult to hear you talk about some of those things. And we're going to keep it on that surface line, because I know you have some details you'd like to keep personal to yourself. But with that being said, I'm interested to know, how did you navigate? What did you find that would be your positive outlet? Because to go to school, come home, do homework, not really get to go out, not to socialize, and then have you in this element that you are where you're on the podcast, there must have been a, a thought process that carry you on during these tough times, no? Uh, yeah, honestly, I would have to thank my father for that. Um, I would not have been able to do any of this without his love and support. He's my best friend. He's my hero. And he's been there for me every step of the way. Um, and I like to believe that he's the reason that I'm alive today. He basically, ever since I was a little girl, he drilled into my head that everything happens for a reason. That was the mantra that he drilled into my head. So because he had told me that at such a young age and over and over again, my brain is just wired to think of the reason behind a situation in the moment that it's happening, no matter how dark it is. So I, I could be on the floor in the middle of a panic attack and I'm still asking myself, why is this happening? How can I benefit from this? What does this mean for my future? And that, you know, pushed me to keep going. Yeah, you know, what's pretty awesome, too, is like we talk about cycles, right, in this vicious cycle of abuse. But you're also, you know, in a cycle right now, it sounds like from your father, you know, giving you this mantra. And now you are helping other people with mantras by Mariah. That's amazing to think like that has come full circle. And that is now a cycle that is helping you out in that regard. So good for you. I know you found yourself homeless at 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I'm really interested in those feelings and experiences. That's got to be, you know, a scary place to be in. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, that was the moment in my life where things kind of turned upside down. You know, it wasn't a secret that I had dealt with the I mean, a secret to myself, at least I knew that I was being abused at home, but 
at the same time, it was my normal. So I thought that I was just dramatic and sensitive, you know, things along those lines. But when I was 18, I finally came clean about all the years of abuse to the rest of the household, um, some of who were actually no longer living there at the time. And because I came clean, I was told by this person that I could not be trusted and that I needed to leave. I The blame was placed on me. I was told that I was the reason the rest of the household could end up homeless. I was told that if this was one of the worst things that I was ever told in my life was that if my father ever took his own life, that I would be responsible for that. And I'd have to live with that for the rest of my life. And, you know, that was, I just told you how I am with my father. So that was, you know, very difficult for me to hear and process, but I was told to leave and I was told to leave in private. I left with the clothes on my back and the situation was set up to make it look like I ran away from home. So I got a text cursing me out saying that no one told me to leave and I needed to come back home as soon as possible. So at this time, um, my father was actually homeless as well. So I couldn't stay with him. Unfortunately, he was kind of alternating between sleeping in his car, sleeping at work and just like renting rooms on a weekly basis. So I went to stay with my then boyfriend who I had only known for about three weeks and his family thankfully took me in with no hesitation and I'm, they're still in my life today. I'm forever yeah. grateful for them. I mean, that's just not something that you can forget, but money, money was stolen from my account the day that I was kicked out. I was forced to quit work as I had no means of transportation. This person drove me around everywhere. And you, in the town that I grew up in, you could not get around anywhere if you did not have a car. Um, and also because of that, I was forced to drop out of college. So I was left with no job, no money, no education when my education was the only thing that kept me going throughout all those years. And I would basically sleep for 15 hours a day at least because I didn't see the point of doing anything with my day. I would just get up to take a shower and then just go back to sleep. And a couple weeks after getting kicked out, um, I got a message that my dogs were going to be sold and separated. And that's when I went back home to save them. And they've been with me ever since. They're here with me right now. And I also thank them because I, I don't think I'd be alive without them. They've helped me through some pretty, pretty heavy panic attacks. Um, so eventually when my dad started doing better, me and him got an apartment together. So I moved out of um, my boyfriend's house and me and my dad helped each other to get back on our feet. But you know, this, I was 18 when this happened. I'm 25 now. And I essentially spent seven years overworking, you know, working two jobs at a time, 10, 11 hours a day, six, seven days a week, just to survive and make ends meet and still not be able to eat all of my meals. And I still lost jobs. I lost apartments and I haven't really, you know, financially recovered since then. It seems like you had a lot that you went through, obviously. And we're just talking about the first 18 years of your life. Um, yes. I will mention, you know, dogs are awesome. Um, unfortunately, my guy just passed. He's 14 years old, but his name was Hudson and, and we lived a long life together. And, you know, he's pretty awesome in the sense that uh, a lot of my stages of my life, you could you could have him around. So I, I definitely resonate with where you're coming from, from the dog standpoint. And I wanted to mention, too, like narcissists are great at breaking down people's self-confidence. And 
really having you question your self-worth. And that's really when you start to self-doubt yourself. So when you have questions about your worth or your confidence or whether or not you're doing something right, something continuously keeps happening to you that's bad um, and you're trying to figure out what you're doing wrong when really it's not you, uh, that really affects your self-worth and really puts you in a position where you start making decisions thinking, you know, or sleeping at home for 15 hours a day because the motivation isn't there because you've been beat down so much. So, uh, you know, kudos to you. I definitely understand the severity of a situation like that. But, you know, in true self-care, you style, we're trying to get to that positive stuff. And, you know, we talk about adversity and overcoming obstacles a lot. And clearly you overcame some. And I'm interested in some of those skills that you use to overcome some of these obstacles that you've had in your life. So I cannot stress enough. Again, the mantra that my dad told me, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I'm glad that you and I met and you explained this podcast to me that's all about spreading positivity because that's what I've been all about. I told myself that no matter what I've been through, I've always, always been a positive person and treated people with kindness. And people honestly didn't know that I was going through anything. And you know, I, I hit it really well and it helped me to keep going just because I love to be positive, even though my life was negative. Um, but I also trusted that the universe would eventually give me the things that I needed because I am a good person. So I just kept hustling and taking one things at a time. And during that, I had complete tunnel vision towards working um, towards my future. I wanted to live in New York. I've known that since I was eight years old. That's always been a dream of mine. So having something that I was working towards really motivated me and kept me pushing. And it, it gave me a reason to keep going on the days that I did not want to keep going. And, you know, I went through this cycle for years and obviously the pandemic kind of caused me to take a few steps backwards. And then I took a million steps forward somehow. And, you know, everything started to fall into place at once. I started my two businesses and I now have an apartment on the Upper East Side of Manhattan with Scooby and Scrappy and I'm back in school and I don't really feel crippled by my depression or a prisoner to my PTSD. Good for you. You know, we call that a big time level up, right? You're, yes. you're moving up into the next sector of your life, the next steps. And good for you. You know, we all yeah. have stuff that we work through and, and we all have difficult moments and it's important to just make sure that we get through the mud, right? You can get stuck in the mud and really just can't get out of that cycle and continue just to spin your tires but you know luckily you kept working through and good for you to get all these things now now that you have they're yours right you've worked for them and at such a, a young age you've gone through the trauma right you've put in the work and now you now you can start to see that it's coming your way and obviously coming your way you said you took you know 11 steps forward you recently became a trauma coach which is pretty awesome and i'm interested to hear about you know how that journey started for you and then what we can look forward to. Yeah. So, you know, throughout the years, even though I was struggling, I was always that person that needed to fix other people while I was struggling to fix myself. So I spent years pretty much coaching my loved ones who didn't really want to be coached. It was kind of one of those situations where it's like, we appreciate you, but nobody's asking you, you know? So I realized I felt like I could not be happy with myself unless the people around me were happy. And it was more of me coming from a place where I know 
what pain feels like. And I didn't wish that on anyone. So I wanted to do everything I could to avoid them to get to that place or fix them from being in that place, depending on what their life story was. Um, so most of the time they did not want help and I felt rejected. And each time I lost a piece of me and I just didn't feel complete again in self-reflecting. I now understand that my experiences were meant to happen to me. I do not wish trauma on anyone, but I am very, very grateful for the life that I was given. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but these experiences made me the powerful woman that I am today and helped me to accomplish all of the things that I've accomplished and made me a fighter. And these hap- these things happened so that I could be there to help other women that are just like me. So now, because of that, I am the CEO of Own Your Trauma. I help women with PTSD and childhood trauma find freedom from their past so that they can feel more at ease in the world. This is a six-week program where we follow my pain to power method that helps women change their overall mindset, their responses to triggering situations, stepping away from situations that do not serve them, and most importantly, finding the why behind their trauma. Why did this happen? How did this make me the warrior I am today? And what does this mean for my future? I'm not teaching women to run away or forget their PTSD because this will hurt them more in the long run. And we can't change the fact that those experiences happen. I teach them to see the beauty within those experiences because again, everything happens for a reason. So most women will enter my program potentially feeling weak when they most certainly are not. And they will leave my program having found the power that was with them all along. Yeah, good for you. You know, a lot of our listeners in self-care, you know that I grew up a single household. You know, my dad uh, was fairly abusive. My mom was a strong individual and, and she took care of the family. And I think this is a great program really to empower women that are going through, you know, trauma, you know, PTSD. I think you're doing some great work. And Mariah, I wonder if you had a young person very much like yourself in front of you, you know, struggling at home with abuse and, and really just trying to take the next steps. What advice would you give them? Honestly, I would say, love yourself, be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself. Do your best not to let the negativity of others define your worth and understand that Rome was not built in a day. Enjoy and appreciate every step of your journey and understand that you can get there. What people say to you, how people treat you, your traumatic experiences, they do not define you. And they may feel like it may feel like it's crippling and that it's taking over, but it's mostly because our brains are used to that familiar feeling. So we often let those experiences take over and we let ourselves default to those negative emotions. And that's why things get repeated along the way. But once you're able to acknowledge that, you can really take the step forward to gain control of your life and just feel powerful, feel in charge. Great advice. You know, take charge of where you're heading. Those that are positive will get more because they're bringing it back to them. They're, you know, trying to make sure that they're doing good. Some awesome advice really is. Mariah, how can everyone get in touch with you? So currently my website is under construction, but in the meantime, I can be reached via email at ownyourtrauma at gmail.com. You can also follow both of my Instagram accounts, which are Mariah underscore Canon 911 and Mantras by Mariah. Perfect. Okay, Mariah, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate your time. Of course, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 
A big thank you goes out to Mariah Cannon for being on the show. You know, we appreciate her taking the time to chat with us about some of the work that she's doing in her community. It's ownyourtrauma at gmail.com if you're trying to get in touch with her via email. Or check her out on Instagram at Mariah underscore Cannon underscore trauma coach. She's doing great work. And, you know, our listeners, the Self-Care You listeners, have the ability to reach out to Mariah and just mention that you come from the Self-Care You family and she'll give you 50% off and, and work with you through some of the situations that you may be going through. The Canadian Suicide Prevention Service phone number is 1-833-456-4566. That's 1-833-456-4566. Should you be in distress and need someone to speak to? Level Up Leadership Program is going really well. You know, we're right now working with the DK Dragons and East Prep Athletics to go through some of their teams and talk to them about the importance of leadership and being a good athlete, being a good human. Uh, More to come from that, but check it out, selfcareu.net for all that stuff that's coming up. As always, a big thanks goes out to all our listeners and our sponsor, Into Thrive. Make sure you check them out at intothrive.com. This is Self Care You, and we definitely leveled up with trauma coach Mariah Cannon.